For whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world, and this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith, which comes by hearing, and hearing the word of God, rightly divided here with power, authority, and conviction by Reverend Romeo Siao Mensa of the Macarius Church at Jeringano. This anointed teaching will challenge you, strengthen you, and equip you for a truly victorious life in the Lord. Be transformed as you listen. Father, we thank you for the opportunity to be this far. Continue to help us by your spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. Please be seated. And now we have come to a point where it is very important. Everybody be silent in the next 30 minutes. We'll be done and then we will continue with the happiness. It's not normal that you always are happy. So when there's happiness, be happy. Do you understand? That we are me, especially this year, there are a lot of things that has happened. So when something happened, there's a story of a madman. And there was a, a white seller. As she was bringing her rice to the spot to sell, the truck on which he was carrying the rice stumbled along the way. So the rice fell down. So they couldn't carry the rice. So this madman went to sit on the food. He started eating, eating, eating. So they asked him, hey, today you are enjoying? He said, it doesn't normally happen. It doesn't normally happen. Today is a special day for me. And so she has to enjoy intense, intense, intense. It doesn't happen like normally. So when something special like this happens, I have to enjoy myself very, very well. Tell your neighbor, intense. It doesn't normally happen. So when you had the opportunity to celebrate a wedding, you have to be very, very, very happy. Amen. So, I enjoyed it. Uh, I hope you are recording for them the uh, scriptures they read. Proverbs, two Proverbs. One is Proverbs chapter 31 and Proverbs chapter 5. I don't know who chose the second one. I'm sure Marys chose it. She wants to be ravished by something. Tonight you will see something. Wow. Our scripture for on which I'm going to base my sermon is in Matthew chapter 19. Matthew chapter 19. Please bring me the scripture, not the rings. We are past the ring session. Matthew 19, verse number 3. I want everybody to listen very carefully and 
very important. The Pharisees came to Jesus Christ, tempting him and saying unto him, Is it lawful for a man to put away his wife for every cause? And when you come home, your, your wife didn't cook you food. Can you use it to say, I've, I've stopped the marriage? When your wife say today, we can't have sex because I'm not feeling well. Can you use it to say, because of that, I've divorced you? When there was a fighting in the marriage, can you use it to just say? And so they came to ask Jesus Christ. The message I'm preaching is about Jesus Christ's own teaching on marriage. Hallelujah. Amen. And the things you want us to know when it comes to marriage. Because many of us, we, are, we learn marriage by watching telenovelas. Telenovel doesn't teach marriage. It's not marriage. The world system does not teach marriage. Marriage is taught by the Bible. So Jesus asked, answered them, verse number four. He answered them and said unto them, have you not read? Have you not read that he, he was talking, he was talking about God, which made them at the beginning, made them male and female. Nanko ponwa obshisha warienu. Mon kain se, o kain se, untimi, oba, yobo mumilu, oba, eni bremu. Eninti, enyese wotiwa, no wisi mechwechwemba hati. So from the beginning, at the beginning, when marriage was instituted by God, Jesus said that they were male and female. What does it mean when we say male and female? Male and female, you will understand that you don't use one cable to do connection. It takes at least two cables. One is what? Eh? One is what? Life. And the one is what? Neutral. Without the two, Power cannot flow. If you take only the live one, it can't work. So if you like, I mean, I went to technical school. Sometimes the technical student were just deceiving us. Oh, I can hold electricity and it will not do me anything. And truly, they hold it. Life is on. They, have, they hold one. And you see that nothing. But when you put tester, you see that, the that his body is showing light in the tester. Say, hey, Charlie, we are magician. It's not magician. Is because it takes two to bring power. So only one doesn't bring power, even though there's a power flowing. So God, Jesus Christ was explained to them that when God created marriage, when it's something called marriage, it's not about a man or a woman, but it's about male and female. And it takes the two to be together. Clap for Jesus Christ for teaching this. So he said that in the beginning, that is how God planned it, male and female. So remember electricity, life and neutral. Without one, other cannot work. You cannot work and say that I am called a husband. You don't become a husband by declaring yourself a husband. You are my wife, no. 
So for a man and a woman to be called marriage people, male and female must work. Hallelujah. Are you there? Yeah, we are reading the scripture. When I finish reading the scripture, that's it. In my preaching is Bible, it's scripture. Okay? Have you not read that he that made them at the beginning made them male and female? Okay, the next quickly. And he said, for this cause, for this cause, for the reason that the male and female must work together, he declared unto man that man should leave his father and mother and shall cleave unto his wife and the two shall become one flesh. Wow. Do you like reading the Bible? Okay. So, the next verse, quickly. Wherefore, they are no more two. Twin means two. It's an old English word called twin. Two. So, from today, you are no more Harriet independent and marriage dependent. You are no more two. You have become one. According to God, marriage, immediately two people come together, they become one. Okay, what God had, but they have become one. But what therefore God has joined together, let not man put asunder. Continue. They say unto him, why did Moses then command to give a writing of divorcement to put away my wife? You said, Jesus Christ, what are you telling us? Moses said that, oh, you can just go to court and sign and then you leave your wife. Why are you not telling us? Jesus said that from the beginning, the master plan of God is not one. Okay, say so Moses, go back. Put away that. Okay, the next one quickly. And he said unto them, Jesus said, Moses, because of the hardness of your hearts. So, Moses, because of the hardness of your heart, suffered you that allow you to put away your wives. But from the beginning, from the beginning when God initiated marriage, it was not like so. It was from the beginning. And we are going back to the beginning standards. That is what it Jesus is teaching us. Okay? It's not so. The next verse. Okay, and I say unto you, now listen to what Jesus Christ is the warning. See, I say unto you, whosoever shall put away his wife, except it be for fornication, that he has left the husband and is living with another man, and shall marry another man, woman, commit adultery. And whosoever also will marry a woman who is put away has also committed adultery. So, what Jesus Christ is saying that when you marry, you can't leave your marriage. Because when you leave your wife, it means that you can't sleep with any other woman anymore. And the woman who is divorced, you also cannot sleep with any other man anymore. 
from the beginning. And that is what I'm teaching you today. <laughs> okay? The next verse. Then listen to the disciples. Sana warrior chedia. Any am worried. Some are worried now. I don't know. 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 I you can't marry any other woman as long as you live. You know, we just made a confession. Say, as long as two of you shall live, to, you won't see any other person. It's whether you divorce or you don't divorce, as long as the person is alive, you can't marry. If that is the case of the man will be with his wife, then it is not good to marry. <laughs> Do you understand what Jesus Christ is teaching us? Okay. The next verse. Now Jesus Christ is responsible. But he said unto them, All men cannot receive this saying. All men. He will never sleep with a woman. It's not possible. All men cannot receive this saying. Except, except they to whom it is given. Said God has not chosen, and three people are the people who are giving. They can choose to say they will marry. Jesus is teaching in the next verse. Watch it. For there are some Enoch's which were born from their mother's womb. So my men sorry free. If since you were born, you have never risen up here. No erection since you were born. Means that you are Enoch. So when you say I will marry, no problem at all. There's no problem. You can choose to say. You can because even 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 if you don't say, you know you can't marry because the thing is not working. <laughs> this is Jesus Christ teaching us. If that is how you were born, then you are free to say, I will marry. That's number one. Number two, there are some enoughs which were made enoughs because of men. In those days, when they go to war, they can catch a man and castrate him. So that that man will be in charge of buffing women for the king. Because Hey! But now I so what you are saying. And so bathing a woman. Now we we. Now we we. Now we we. Now we hear the energy anymore. Jack. Or he need the Afra would And so, but when you are castrated, <laughs> you don't have anything. So it means that you two can also choose not to marry. The third people. And there be Enoch which has made themselves Enoch for the kingdom of heaven's sake. Who, 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 what, 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 what do you think? What are you thinking about? 
There are people who have made themselves, they say, we won't marry because of the kingdom of God. Who are the people? Roman Catholic priests. Roman Catholic priests and nuns. And so, Wamumpokurano. 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 Say, be brave as so. A drum pempen so be a jack. They run away from that calling. It's not easy. It's not an easy thing. Because how can you be living alone in your house? So that is what Jesus can say. It's all men cannot as receive the same. It's a very difficult thing that I won't marry. It's not like that. You will marry. You will marry. Amen. He that, and Jesus concludes that, he that is able to receive it, then let him receive it. Clap for Jesus Christ for teaching us. Amen. So, all the sermon that Jesus Christ taught, I've summarized them into six points. And I'm going to give it to you so that you can remember them one after the other. And it will be a blessing to you. Say amen for that. Are you ready to listen to the six points? The first point. So I'm telling you the, the six needs of marriage. Six needs. Many of us, we don't understand marriage. We think that marriage is like I've seen the boy, I've seen the girl, and let's dress. And, and, and. No, it's more than that. Some of you, you think that it is marriage is about sex. Then you don't know anything about marriage at all. Sex is the last thing you should think about in marriage. You marry and see whether you see your wife naked walking before you, but your mind is not there. Because marriage is not about only sex. Amen. Amen. So if it's a reason why you are forcing yourself to chase a certain lady, it's the reason to marry. You don't know anything. That's what we have to teach you. So the first need of marriage is, Jesus said in Matthew chapter 19, verse 4, and he answered unto them and said, have you not read that he that made them at the beginning, there is a book, there is a knowledge you need to read a book before you can engage yourself in marriage. You need to learn a lot. That's why we do six months of counseling. Because any profession which is worth its value, it takes years to learn it. I'm a chartered accountant by the grace of God. It took me 10 years to qualify as a chartered accountant. Lawyers spend years to become a lawyer. Doctors spend years to become doctors. Do you think that you take three months to become a husband? Because you don't read, you're only following feelings. Marriage is not about feelings, but about knowledge. You need to read. You need to be taught that God has, has a master plan. And we need to read. If you go to Genesis chapter 2, God has given the detail. It's not good for a man to be alone because and he formed a man and he created a man and said that from today you are two a husband. This, this, that. The master plan is there. Go and read it. We need to read. Anybody who sees you and three months you want to marry, tell us, brother, you don't understand marriage, please. You have fat three months. Even hairdressing, we don't use, yeah, you, do, you don't use three months to learn how to do hairdressing. 
What about something you are going to be forever and generating another generation after you? Who be generating another generation? Class one. As they are sitting down here, if by the grace of God they get pregnant tonight, tonight they get, preg they get pregnant. Listen, listen, I'm just listen. I'm teaching you knowledge. If you get pregnant today, we are in 2020. Your child will go to class one in 2027. Think about that. Seven years time before your child will start class one. That is if you get pregnant tonight too. Because you are going to be pregnant for nine months before the child will come. It will take the next six months to go to class one. And son was starting class two, class three, JHS one, JHS two, JHS three. SS1, SS. It's not smart, you know. You are coming to create a generation and you don't know what it takes to call marriage. You think it's just about putting something inside something and then we are married. No. A whole generation's destiny is connected to the two of you. You need to learn. You need to read about marriage. If you are a young girl here, read about books on marriage. We have a book called Model Marriage, written by our prophet and our bishop. And the book is there. It teaches you what it means to become a husband, how to how you keep your money, how to communicate with each other. It teaches you that how to relate to your in-laws, how to relate to your house help, how to relate to how to cook to your other, even the different styles and skills of having sex. We teach all of them in the book. We teach them in the book. You just cannot just, you need, you know the temperament of the person you are going to marry. Is he a sanguine? Sanguine? And sanguine doesn't know anything. And no answer, he's happy going about. So if you have your husband who's a sanguine, before you come to the house, the whole house is confused. You don't know his temperament and you are going to marry Meanwhile, maybe you may be a melancholic. A melancholic person is everything, everything order. Order. So when he arranges things and he comes, one is twisted. Because why do you turn this? A melancholic person always makes sure that things are in order. So if you marry a melancholic husband or a wife and she arranges things and he comes, you have turned things around. Confusion in the house. You need to know. Have you not read? Have you not read? You need that a lot to read about before you say, I'm connecting myself to you. Yes. Hallelujah. So the first need of marriage, Jesus said that, read about it. Read about it. Don't just enter marriage without knowing what it takes to be called a wife. Even sex we have different, different kinds of sex. It's taught in the book. They taught you at the council. Isn't it true? We have something called dutiful sex and pleasurable sex. You have to be taught. Say, what is it? They have different styles you have to do to make your husband happy. We didn't they teach you? Yeah. You have different styles, different styles, all those things. Because all of them together is what makes the marriage successful. It's not every day, but my syndrome, but my syndrome, but my syndrome, my syndrome. You are spoiling the marriage because you lack knowledge of the knowledge.
knowledge and the different things you learn, you know how to change the styles. Clap for Jesus Christ that he didn't marry, but he knew how it is to read. That's why I said, have you not read? The reason why many marriages break is that they don't know even the person they are staying with. You don't know the person. You have not read about his, the way he behaves. Choralic person. A phlegmatic person. A phlegmatic or you slow. No, no, no. But if you don't know all these things, you will think that there's something wrong with your wife or your husband. And so you leave the marriage. But you have not read about the person you are marrying. Have you not read? This is Jesus Christ in Ukraine. Where is the scripture? Don't show me. Show the scripture to them. Matthew 19 verse 4. And he answered unto them, Have you not read from the beginning? From the beginning. Don't use Telenova to teach you how to marry. Telenova doesn't teach you how to marry. Read about the Bible. That is where wisdom is. First Corinthians chapter 7, it talks about marriage. First Corinthians chapter 13, it talks about marriage. First Corinthians chapter, second Corinthians chapter 5, it talks about. It. So there are so many scriptures about marriage you need to read about. There are many anointed books written about marriage. Read about. Before you enter in, have you not read? Because of ignorance. And I'm saying one king kind of one thing that maybe I seen today. Oh, I dare be pure. Yeah, I was so I dare remain to me. Try my diary. And many people leave marriage because of ignorance. They didn't know the person they were going to marry. And you worry us. Ah, and you say, "Son, I said I brand you know what here." There are some ladies they don't bath. If you don't know, I'm telling you, they don't bath. Yeah, you need to learn it. They don't cook. They don't know how to cook. Anytime you visit a person, the person asks them, what, didn't you bring anything for us? Because you are going to visit a lady you want to marry in, the, in her house. And she's asking you, didn't you buy anything on the street and bring? You should know that the person doesn't know how to cook. But you were looking for breast and buttock, so you were, you were just going to say, I'm going to marry you. Then you marry the person, the person that doesn't cook for you, then you get angry and say that. Because you didn't read about the signs and the symptoms that he was showing you. Hallelujah, somebody. Yeah. Have you not read the first important thing about marriage is that you need to have knowledge. Read about that. Number two, I'm closing. Number two, need. Of marriage is that the need for a man to lead the mother and the father and cleave to his wife. Matthew 19, verse 5. 19, verse 5. I said that, but Missy Man, show me, show scripture. We are teaching scripture. Come, tap it to see my face here. Why do you want to see my face here also? And he said, for this cause, for this cause, a man shall a man leave father and mother and shall cleave to his wife 
and the two shall become one flesh. The second need of marriage is for you to separate from your parents. There are some men, they are still controlled by their mothers in the village. Their mothers control them. Sometimes their mothers even come and sit in their marriage. They can't disconnect from their mothers. You marry a husband thinking you can, you want to take this of your husband. He can't separate himself. Because he can't see that he is now a man to think for himself. Why do we say you are the head? Think and help me as a wife so that we create a new generation. Small problem come, your mother has said, your sister has heard. And when your mother hears anything, he comes with a certain attitude and feeling to come and attack your spouse. Because it's like, oh, have me bano. Oh, have me bano. You can't know how to sit down and talk to your husband. Everything, some of them as a ladies, they are still under the influence of their fathers. They still relate to their fathers more than their husbands. It will, your marriage can never work when your mother and your, your parents are still involved in the marriage. Sometimes you, you, the, the, and they have certain tribes in the country. When you marry from that tribe, you see that the, the mother is sitting in the marriage. She even dictates the kind of food that is cooked in the room, in the house. The wife, the wife cannot open even her own fridge in the house. It destroys marriages. So Jesus says, a man has to live. Eh? Marries. You, you love your mother, she has been faithful to you. You love your father, you have been faithful. But it's not now you, are, you have entered into another. Jesus says, for this cause, this, the cause of marrying to her, marriage, you know, because of what you have done. You can no more be controlled by your parents. You can no more. They can cancel you. But not that every issue you have to know. They have to tell they have to tell you what to do. Then you, you are you are you are you are, you, you are not a husband. You are still a small boy. But Paul said that when I was a child, I thought like a child, I behaved like a child, I speak like a child. But when I became a man. I disconnected all my childhood. From today, may you be disconnected from your childhood behaviors. Yeah. Hallelujah. Are you here of God? Yeah. I can tell that there are some men who are married for 15 years, 10 years, 5 years, and they are still being controlled by their parents. Your marriage is not going to be working. Very soon, you see destruction. That's why your, 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 your wife cannot relate with your parents well in a certain way. Because they dictate what to do before you do. Even if your mother says, don't sleep with her. I'm bringing you another girl from the village. Especially when there's a delay in pregnancy. Is my grandchild not coming? Is my grandson not coming? If the woman cannot help you, look, leave her. I go bring you another one. Hey, you can't go. Hey, whatever stage he is, that's yours forever. That's what you are doing. Say amen for that. Leave your parents. A man shall leave his father and mother and cleave to his wife. And the two shall become one flesh. 
may you become one flesh. May you begin to think together. May you begin to plan together. May you be able to solve your own problems with together. Without anybody. If it's not very critical for even your pastor to know, don't tell anybody. Don't tell your friend. Don't tell anybody. Solve it among yourself. That's why when you were doing the engagement, they gave you a Bible. Read it. God told Joshua, he said, this book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth. If you care to read it and observe to do what it says do, humble yourself and you humble yourself. Serve your husband, you serve him. Give him happiness, you give him happiness. No matter what he has against you, it will vanish. And his turn, his life will come back to you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Number three, need of your marriage is that you need to recognize that marriage is instituted by God. So that what God has put together, no man should put asunder. When God does something and you go and temper with it, he can, he can kill you. You don't joke with what God has put together. You don't joke with what God has put together. If today this marriage is God who has put you together, then it means that it's forever. No human being has rights to put you asunder. No human being. I said no human being has rights to put you asunder. That is why when we're making the Bible that love is as strong as nothing can. So if there's going to be anything, anybody to break it, it's Satan. So give him no chance. Just like one of the confessions we made. If you don't know, I'm reminding you. God is the one who has done this. And you need to respect God for what he has done. God is the one who chose you and gave you a chocolate woman. Chocolate. Chocolate. If you were meant, God knew that you needed a very black woman. He would have given you a black woman. If he wanted you to marry a, a fair lady, he would have given you a fair lady. Based upon how you are, he made you. He know that the best for you is this chocolate. You blend it. You are a little fairer. The little chocolate. Yeah, my baby. Your baby's chocolate. Golden tree chocolate. It's sweet. So remember that it is God who has given you this. And you cannot allow a man, a man, no matter who the man is. Even if me, your pastor, I say because of the leader, tell me that you are a man. You are not God. The need to recognize that marriage is of God. It's of God. It's not of man. So that no man can break what God has put together. Unless your marriage was not of God. But here, you have brought it here. And look at me sweating. Look at your brother-in-law. Look at your mother. And father has come from some far. And you are here. Look at all of us. Do you think we are fools? That we just came to just look at you that playing game for us. Then two years that you come and tell her that you are broken the marriage. You don't know what we are going to do against you. We will fight you. Then heaven will fight you. Don't joke with what I'm saying. 
I'm speaking under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. There are many people who are joking with marriage. They think marriage is about sex. It's not like that. What God has put together. Where God has put things together. God has taken his time to arrange things. To organize things. Set things. Brought all of us from wherever we were doing. Do you know how much I charge per hour as a professional accountant? And I came here to bless this marriage. And then a small problem came between you. So I blocked the marriage. And you've forgotten about all of it, the contribution we have made towards this marriage. You are joking with it. You can't try it. You can't try it. You can't try it, Harriet. You can't try it. We are no jokers. God has commanded all of us to be here to get this thing done. And if what God has put together, and you want to break it, you will call heaven against you. To cite you wherever you are. And to fight anybody that rise up against you. We declare the arrows of heaven to destroy that person. What God has put together must be respected. Hallelujah, somebody. Young girls, listen and listen to me carefully. If you think that you can go bring anybody and say, Pastor, this is how I want to marry this person. You can bring, but not in my ministry. In my ministry as your pastor. Marriage is of God. And we have to respect God for that. Clap your hands for Jesus Christ. Matthew 19, 6. Jesus said, Wherefore, what God has joined together, let not man put us under. Marriage is of God. It's a need to recognize. Number four. The need to know that stubbornness of heart and hardness of your heart. Stubbornness and hardness of heart could cause Moses. Which I, Moses is represented by the law court. You see, when a lawyer, you go to court, and you go and report that my husband is doing this, so I want to break marriage. They say, look, when you were married, we were not there. We were not there. Whether God put you together or man put you together, we were not there. And we don't care whether you, whatever, all that we say that, if you say you are not happy, break it and go away. I mean, it doesn't change the lawyer or the judge about anything about his life. Because he, at the beginning, he, was not, he didn't put you together. When you are doing your wedding, I'm here. Then the next time you are in court, you think the court, the, 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 the judge, he knows your beginning. So when he says, I'm tired, so you are tired. Okay, break. So Jesus said, Moses, and Moses is the law. He represents the law, which is the, the court. So Moses are still around. So when you complain too much, because why? Your heart is so hardened. As someone by a person, we want to cancel you. And say, yes, that is how marriage is. So take your time, excess patient, everything will work because your mother and father, they married for this long because they were able to overcome these challenges. So as you have gotten to that junction, they are counseling you and they say, as for me, I will never give and understand this. I won't yield to any counsel. I won't listen to anybody's advice. The hardness of your heart. When it comes to your heart, becomes so hardened. When nobody can counsel you. 
When nobody can encourage, support, input your life, then you are on your way to court where Moses is waiting for you. <laughs> Moses is waiting for you. When you come and say, my wife says, says hey, my friend, we, we have plenty case to solve. He says, so, so, what, 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 what? Signature, sign, let's go, go away. And they have you. But you are not of the law. You are of the spirit. The law was only a, a, a schoolmaster which came to lead us. But since Jesus came on the sea, it is no more of the law, but of grace. May God give you the grace. May God give you the grace so that you can survive your marriage for long. Give Jesus a clap of praise, somebody. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. Welcome, Brother Osibo, in our midst. Hallelujah. The Zara man. He sells all kinds of seeds. If you want to get married, we can see him. He will help you. Powerful. Clap your hands for Jesus. Stubbornness of her. Moses, Matthew chapter 19, verse 7 and 8. They said unto him, Now, why did Moses command to give a writing of divorcement? To put her in. Listen, when we are talking about marriage, Jesus Christ will tell that, look, Moses or Badabay. Even Abraham, between Abraham and Moses, we are talking about 450 years, 30 years. Between Abraham and Moses, it took 430 years. Modern philosophy and modern knowledge. People think that me too are medicated. Ask why our grandmothers were able to marry for a very long time. And then Rantiaba, Okosuka Krebin and Nibia Krebin, and Mababa, hey, me to a normal right, me to a normal right. I don't know, I can't sit between this person for him to maltreat me. I know my right, I'm going. You are going where? You have nowhere to go. I said, You have nowhere to go. Moses' ideas doesn't solve the marriage issue because when Jesus said that from the beginning, when my father established the master plan for marriage, it was not so. Was a male in heaven. And so if Moses come with ideas at, at contemporary knowledge to try to dissolve what has been built for years, traditions of years, if your mother and father marry there till they die, how come that you get only five years into marriage? You say, I have stopped the marriage. What was the grace they used to divorce? You need to seek for this wisdom. You need to seek for the spirit of humility and yield. Not for the bonus of us. Say amen for that. Are you here or go home? Number five. Last but one. The need to recognize that once you marry a person, he or she is your spouse forever. Whether or not you stay together. If you decide not to stay together, you cannot also have sex with anybody. If you have sex with anybody, you are guilty 
of the crime of adultery in the presence of God. You are saying you are guilty of a crime of adultery in the sight of God. Where 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 10 said, All of us shall appear before the judgment seat of God. And everybody will give account of what you use your body to do. Especially you brought your marriage to the pastors. And God has put you together. And he said that nobody can break it. And you say, I've broken it. He said, no problem. If you break it, you are in liberty. But as long as the woman is alive, or as long as you are alive, none of you can have sex and from anywhere. There can be two, two million women around you. You can't touch any of them. If you touch in the sight of God, it's a treasonable offense. And the Bible says that no adulterer shall enter the kingdom of God. That is why the disciples said that if it is the case, then we will marry. Some me be yeah, me you know me to me at I mean how old are you? You are about 25, 30, 35, or 30 something. And you are going to 31. You are going to 70 years. Not three years after. 33. You say you will marry again. Can you wait? For the next 35 years, only using this to wee-wee. Can you be using it only to do wee-wee when Harriet is alive? And you say, he can go her way. Of course, he can go her way, but Jesus is saying that he can go your ways, but remain chaste till you die. This is one of the master wisdom that Jesus gave. Do you know that if this principle is applied in this world, we will have a problem of divorce. Many children's lives are destroyed because of breakage of marriage. Many children have turned into armed robbers because the father and mother destroyed the marriage. They couldn't come together to raise up the child. When they go to the father, the father says something to the child. When you go to the mother, the mother says something to the child. So the child is confused. Who is right? So if truly we are following Jesus' teachings on marriage, it means that Jack people will humble themselves and go and say, please, I'm wrong. Forgive me. Let's move on so that we can come together and enjoy our lives. I pray for us that as long as you are alive, whomever God gives to you shall be yours forever. Amen. Say amen for that. Amen. Are you there? Amen. Number six, you are closing. The need to recognize that to be free from this guilt of adultery. Pastor Fred, to be free from adultery, of adultery. There are three conditions if you can satisfy. Three conditions to satisfy to save yourself from this adultery. So Jesus gave it in Matthew chapter 19, verse 10 to 11. 
If you want to be, save yourself from adultery by not marrying again, then you have to satisfy three conditions. And the first condition is that you must be born an eunuch. If you are born Enoch, that means that you don't have feelings for women. You are castrated. Then you can break your marriage and be happy. Paul said that I wish that everybody is like me. Because he was not, I don't know whether it was Enoch or he decided for the sake of the ministry. But he says, I wish that everybody is like me. <laughs> In fact, Jesus Christ also didn't marry. So you can choose to be like Christ. You are a young man, you want to be like Christ, no problem. But remember, Mary and Martha, they are always around you. They feed you. They give you food. Now, we Mary and Nimupa. Now, we have Martha, Sisipa. Now, we have Jack. Are you Enoch? So, Jesus said, number one, you have to satisfy that your condition of being an Enoch. Number two, either you were Enoch from the, your mother's womb, or you are Enoch because we have castrated you by men. Or number three, that you are a Catholic priest. You have chosen to be an Enoch because of the kingdom of God. That one you can choose to say, I will marry. But if these three conditions, you can't satisfy any then remember that whatever marriage you enter in is forbidden. And as long as the person is alive, that is why if you watch Americans, when they marry, even when the marriage breaks, you see the woman has title and, and, and entitlement to the salary and the income of the man as long as she's alive. Sometimes he has even, the lady is, has also married another man, yet the first husband's income comes to her. Yes. Then the blacks and almost struggles out. Ties, you know. When you get them, when the woman will force themselves for you to marry them. And when you marry them and then the marriage breaks, your millions that you have should be sharing with you because the Lord said as long as the woman is alive, you have to keep keeping her. So they, they took a letter from the wisdom of God and said that for your money, but this Jesus Christ is not talking about money. He said it's not about money. Your, your penis cannot work anywhere anymore. Because when you cross that line, you have become adulterous and you are guilty of hell. So I pray for you, Maris, and I pray for you, Harriet, that the grace of God, because you are not Enoch. Are you Enoch? <laughs> if your mother gave birth to you, you were Enoch, we wouldn't have been here. And if men have made you Enoch, you won't spend money like that. And you have not decided to be a pastor without a wife. And that is why you are married. So for this cause, God has put you together. Let not men put you aside. I pray for everyone who is married here. Listen, one of the challenges of natural human being, especially a male, is that you can't stay with one woman. 
normal male of creation. If two, if you put a, a person, rabbits, two, 20 women and two men in the, in the one has to kill another so that he can take care of all the women and sleep with all of them. All the 20 rabbits, he will impregnate them all. That is a natural, but the Bible says that we are not natural. That's why I say a natural man cannot receive the things of the spirit. You could have, your marriage could have been natural marriage. So that under the other ordinance, under the tree somewhere, under the garden somewhere, under the, uh, you bought you one drink, and you met a person in the hotel, and the guest in the, in the, in the funeral, and then you just bought him one beer, and then you just open the thing, then you say, you want to, that one, no problem. But under this unction, in this house, in the presence of this mighty God, your vows are forever. I want to say, even though it is difficult for males, there is a grace of God that comes upon us. If you seek for that grace, God will always give it to you. I'm privileged to announce to you, I married my wife for 22 years. I've never crossed over to any other woman. And I've been a pastor for 20 years. And you can imagine what it is to be a pastor for 20 years. And I'm a young man, a handsome chartered accountant. You can imagine different places I go as an auditor. Internal and external. Ghana and beyond the borders of Ghana. Sitting and working with your own in your hotel room. You can imagine the trials and the temptations. But this scripture has been my foundation. I cannot cross. My wife is not here. My pastor is not here. But I have a covenant with my God. Joseph said to Potiphar's wife, I am a young man. If you give me a chance, I can fire you. You now you know that I am a man. But you see, I have a covenant with a God up there. I cannot make this wickedness against you. The fear of God bring you the grace so this fear, I'm trying to put into all of you. If you begin to respect God and his word. Now when you see Romanian couple, a man had to feel in the cry, Emma, and the door Jesus said, lead us not into temptation. And even if we are going to temptation, deliver us from that evil. The Lord will deliver you from that evil. For he shall set his angels charge over you. That when your feet seem to be slipping, he will bring you back. When Abraham's wife was going to be to be slept, to, to, to be slept by, by a king, God told the king, you are a dead man. Listen, when you go beyond somebody, your wife, you are a dead man. You are a dead man. If you want to die, leave your wife. And follow girls. Follow girls. You are a dead man. God told the king. Say, King, you are sleeping somebody's wife. 
I want to know that you are a dead man. If you are here, I'm speaking to you all, not only this couple. Because many of us, you have taken Christianity as a joke. God is not a joker. Because he has compassion and mercy. He's long-suffering. He allows us to do so many things. So we have taken Christianity as a joke. But God sent me as his prophet to speak to you today. If you joke with what he has put together, you don't you, you are happy with. I pray for you. I pray for myself every day. All married people over here, I pray for the grace of God. Pray for grace. That Lord, whatever you have given to me, I just want to be happy and stay on my ground. That is what I said. How do you want to? That's the scripture you gave in Proverbs chapter 5. Why do you want to embrace a stranger's wife? Breasts. When your wife has a breast, that will have to ravish you. Let the, the breast of your wife ravish you and not embrace a stranger. Because Bible says that for a for 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 a, a man is brought down to be like a piece of bread because of an adulterous woman. One woman can bring everything about your destiny down. One wrong woman will sleep with you. Especially in this day and this age, where many young girls who are not married and they are of the worldly kind stock, they use different forces of darkness and and, and evil spirits. You sleep the person one day, you enter your house and you see your wife as an enemy. Dangerous person. He has changed your mind. He has changed everything about you. He mentions your name and you see wherever you are, you are bringing money to him. May the Lord save you from it. May you live long and enjoy long this marriage. May the Lord bless us all. In Jesus' name. Stand to your feet, everybody. Lift up your hands and pray. If you are a young man, you are about to marry, pray that God will give you the grace and help you and direct you so that you make the right choice because once you choose, that is forever. If you are married and you are struggling with your marriage, pray for grace for the Lord to restore you. If you have yet to, your, your, your marriage is going through some turmoil. Maybe you are broken even the relationship marriage. Somebody you have officially married before God, you have broken it. Pray for grace for God to restore that marriage back to you. Everybody close your eyes and pray. Pray, pray, pray. We are closing. Close, pray. Pray and ask for grace. Pray and ask for grace. Pray and ask for grace. Pray that the Lord will help you to be a good husband, a good and faithful wife, a faithful wife, a faithful wife, a faithful wife. A faithful wife, a faithful wife. Father, we thank and bless you for speaking to us today. Let the word dwell in us richly. In Jesus' name. Now, as every head is bowed and every eye closed, you say, Pastor, I don't know Jesus as my Savior. And because of that, there is no grace in my life. I want to give my life to Christ. You came for a wedding, but it's an opportunity to also become a child of God. The kingdom of God is looking for men men whom the God can show himself gracious and help them. Try by your own, but it's not working. You say, I won't sleep with anybody again, but before you know, you are on a large tank goes bed. 
it is the grace of God that can only help you. As every head is bowed, every eye closed, lift up your right and say, Pastor, I want to give my life to Christ. God bless you. Lift it up high above your head. Say, Pastor, I want to give my life to you. I want to serve your God that you serve. I want the grace that is upon your life to come upon me. I want to be pleasing to God, not to men. Lift up your hands. God bless you. God bless you. Now, if you, uh, all of you, can you say it after me to help them? Say, Lord Jesus, I give my life to you today. I am a sinner. I recognize that I am weak and feeble. I cannot help myself. I need your grace to be a good person, to be a faithful person, to be a blessed person. And so, Lord Jesus, today, I give my life to you. Take over my life. Come into me. Stay with me. Help me. Support me. Lead me and guide me. Every decision I take from today, let it be directed by your spirit. Let me be pleasing to you. Let my body be used to do things that will be pleasing to you. And please write my name today in your book of life. That when you call upon your children, I will be one of them. From today, use me also to speak your kingdom's business to others also. Thank you for answering my prayer. In Jesus' name. Amen. Clap your hands to the Lord. Amen. I believe you were blessed by the message. Do visit us this and every Sunday at AJ Hotel and Suits at Jeringami at 8.30 a.m. and on Wednesdays at 7 p.m. God bless you.